Welcome to A Brodacious Life. This is a show dedicated to the idea that all people from any background can design a life worth living. It all starts by organizing your life with the five F's. Faith, family, freedom, finance, and fun. We call this A Brodacious Life. Are you ready to design your best life? Your brodacious life? If so, then this is the show for you. Boarding in progress. What's going on, team? It's another wonderful day here at A Brodacious Life. My name is Jonathan. I'm your host for the day. Dr. J couldn't be with us here today. He is off kicking butt, taking names, leading young kids to a great future. Super proud of that guy. That guy's just dope, man. Love that dude. And I just want to have a fun conversation today. You know, we've been talking about lifestyle design and bringing different designs into your lifestyle, things that you could benefit from. I came across a YouTube video and it just kind of kind of changed my mind a little bit on some things. So this conversation is based on the YouTube channel called Simply by Christine. You know, I often find that like the idea of minimalism should apply to my life. Minimalism involves like the removing of clutter from your home. And, you know, Christine from uh, Simply, she explains it just, it just plays into mental well-being so well. You know, there's something feel good about decluttering a space. You know, I live on a homestead, which can be almost the opposite of minimalism. You know, we're taught in our world that to hoard up extra things and materials and store them off to the side. You know, excess food, water, tools, and building materials are treated as almost like currency, you know, in our world. So, so how can I, Jonathan, chef, homesteader, how can I, how can I be a minimalist? First, I want to deep dive into the benefits that she discussed in her channel. I'm going to leave a link down below. YouTube does not like it when we play the videos directly into the podcast and they kind of get upset about that. So I don't want to break any, uh, copyright infringement. I want simply Christine to be happy with me, even though I'm kind of promoting her page a little bit. I don't know her. I don't get paid to do that. I just really enjoyed the conversation, but I'm going to leave that tag or that, that link, if you will, in the notes description. So don't worry. Don't feel like you're missing out. You can click on that link and you can go directly to that video and you can watch it yourself. So first thing in the, the benefits that she listed, uh, first one is just saving time and money. There's just more items and clutter does not mean happiness. And that really plays against kind of our American culture. We love instant things. You know, I had Amazon packages <laughs> arriving this week. They're literally off to my right here. Brand new Roadmaster or uh, Road Pod Mic. Uh, so I can do some more interviews, uh, but we're just constantly getting things and it just not, does not always mean happiness. And we've become such a material culture that it's really hard for people to describe. So I think what she's meaning there is that you find more meaning in the day to day life and what's going on around you. The birds chirping, the, the wind blowing through your hair. And just enjoying life more because there's all of these clutter and all these things removed, if you will, from around you. Next is just the environmental benefits. You know, obviously, if you're consuming less and you're 
using less space, that means you're also leaving a, a lower carbon footprint and reduces waste. People don't realize how much carbon footprint goes into things. And I work in food industry and it's something that I get to see every single day. You know, when you think about, oh, that's romaine lettuce and oh, it's local. Well, most of these chains, their version of local is actually California. So this product is actually coming in, shipped in from California, and it's not coming in from Mississippi. Their version of local is actually grown and picked in southwest uh, California. It's put on a train, and then it's shipped here. Well, that, that requires a carbon footprint. Well, everything's that way, That from this pod, pod mic stand, this hat, you know, earbuds, everything, everything has a carbon footprint and we have to do more obviously as a, as a, as, as a people, I don't want to say a country as, as a people, you know, we just got to do our part. I'm not going to be a super big tree hugger. That's not really my thing. However, we can all do a little better, right? We can all do a little better, right? A little less stuff in the landfill, a little less junk. And uh, I was about to say junk in the trunk. Don't do it. Next is Easier to stay clean and organized. You know, minimalism is practical, especially if you prefer a clean and organized space. How easy is it to clean up when you've only got like five things to clean? You know, you've got, you know, your basic. Oops, I, I bumped my mic. You're down to basically like, you know, 10 shirts and 10 pants that you kind of have first season. And you're kind of just keeping those things clean well the same thing kind of goes with like your kitchen you you basically you carry what exactly that you need i'm bad on this my kitchen i have so many gadgets and gadgets and all the little different bells and whistles i have a pasta machine i have a sous vide machine i have a vacuum packer so i can sous vide i you name it i've almost got i got cedar planks to smoke salmon on i don't even have a smoker <laughs> so I, I admit I need minimalism a little bit more in my life, just a little bit. And the next thing is just mental well-being. Applying minimalism is more than just applies to more than just things. Applied to our life means maintaining solely what is important to us. Remove mental clutter that does not benefit life. Focus on the well-being versus following on the newest trends. Say that again now. Minimalism, when applied to our life, focuses more on our personal well-being than the newest trends and buys and the things that are around us. And that's something that I think is great. I think is awesome, right? So I've watched several of these videos. I How do we get to this minimalism? I kind of went down this deep dive and I just, I, I don't know, I kind of went down a, I don't want to say, I went down this, this rabbit hole of research because minimalism in, in, in its context sounds good. Now, minimalism is going to mean different things for every single person. I'd like to think I'm a minimalist. You know, I, I try to, once a year, I try to empty out junk that gets collected up around here. You know, I've got cabinets and this house is, I got six kids. So this house is constantly full of stuff. So once a year, I try to be like, all right, well, that hasn't been touched in since the last time we looked at stuff. So let's give it a toss. But how do we become a minimalist? First thing, and again, this is based on 
simply by Christine. I've not, I've kind of added my little touches in here. She's got her touches in here, but this is based on that conversation. I don't want to take sole responsibility for all of this content. I'm really kind of looking at her and what she's doing and I really like it. And I just kind of took a couple bullet points from her and then I've added my bullet points to it. So please note, please note, I just want to give that girl her, her just do there. And I'm not stealing content. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm giving her, you know, her, was it, what was it when you wrote a page? The reference. There you go. Make sure she's got the reference. All right. So the four steps to becoming a minimalist. First one is know your why. What is your end goal or dream to achieve through minimalism and must need clean conscience on what is important. You got to know what is important because, well, if you throw away all your cups and then now you can't drink water, obviously that cup was important, right? Cause we got to drink water to survive. So you got to know what's important. Um, next take your, uh, Oh, sorry. Take your root case. What causes your clutter or consumption? So once we know what your root causes are, can we curve your consumption or clutter? And I think we might find there's some things that kind of play in our personal lives when it comes to our clutter around us. And I'm guilty when I'm stressed and I'm just not feeling it. I'm not going to lie. I'll Amazon something. I love that retail therapy. I do. That's how I got this hat. It is what it is. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm not going to, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm just going to keep it like it is, right? So I just want to, you know, what is causing that root cause for us to gain clutter? Maybe we're gaining clutter because we see things as an object that gives us meaning. And that gets very dangerous. And there's different cultures that kind of have this issue about it. And, you know, it happens. I think it happens. And I remember seeing a study on it. And I don't want to dive too deep down on it. Because I don't live in a, in a higher end life. So this isn't a judgmental thing. In fact, I've probably spent most of my life in the lower middle class to low class. Not low class. Lower income. That, there we go. That sounds a lot better. I'm not low class. I'm lower income. Get it right. So, you know, one of the problems that we have in our culture, especially when it comes to lower incomes homes, is that we have the odd ability to collect things as status. You know, I can't afford a home, but I have 30 pairs of Jordans. You know, I've got a good friend of mine, and that was his curse. He loved Jordans, and he couldn't buy a home. He's always asking for raises. I was his boss. Loved the guy to death. But he could literally sell all of those Jordans and buy a house. He had that many Jordans. He had hundreds of pairs of Jordans. And, you know, what causes that? He's got a... You dive that in. It could just be, hey, man, I love, I love, I love Jordans. But for many people, we kind of have this habit that things are a status for us. I got to have the Apple laptop with my Apple phone, with my iPad, and I got to have this, all these other nice things so I can feel like I'm important too. Well, all we're doing is really just adding clutter into our space and we're, we're hogging up space that we could be using for other things one and two when we have clutter believe it or not it it really does slow you down people always say oh well i I know where something is in the middle of all this stuff do you though do you 
is it's not slowing you down at all to mentally have to go through. And when I have a big clutter, it also it frustrates me because I can't, if I can't find it like that, it's frustrating to me. So I need to get down to the root cause of, of what's causing me to accumulate stuff. Number three is time to minimize, declutter, and organize. You know, she recommends focusing in on one room or closet at a time, focus in on an area that can be easily tackled. You know, too often we look at the house as a whole. And this is the same thing that goes on in our personal lives. We think about the great big picture when we really just need to focus down on something small. And that can be a pantry in the kitchen. That could be a hallway closet because things tend to accumulate in there that we'll never use. Uh, Our hallway closet is filled with everything from toys, uh, uh, towels for the bathroom to toilet paper it has clothes, it has shoes, mud boots. There's no telling. You open the one by my kid's room, there's no telling what's going to fall out of that room, right? So that'd be a great place to start. What's not being used? You know, what's what's going in there? You know, kitchens and closets are just the easiest, but we often, you know, because we just throw stuff in there. So then, uh, then you can sell some of those items. You can repurpose, you can donate them and anything that you're not in need of, get it out of there and be more conscious of new purchases. What you don't want to do is now that you've freed up the space is immediately fill that space back up with junk. You know, you're really wanting to, to, to open that up. And if you have a question on what is, do I really need that item? Is it something that I'm really going to need? Put it in a box. Put it in a little Tupperware, big Tupperware box, you know, the, the black one with the yellow lid that you get at Home Depot or Lowe's. Put it in there. Roll it back into that closet. And if you haven't touched it in the next six months when you go to reclean and declutter that area and you haven't touched it at all, you know that you don't need it. Period. Done. Get her out of there. And that's a great way to make that decision on – um, on what's what you're going to need and what's going to not. I, I'm I'm like that with a lot of my tools. If I see that I'm not really using it, I can sell it. I can find I can gift it because actually people are kind of looking for some of the tools that I have. So it's kind of a great way to gift. Uh, and the next thing, kind of going along with gifts, is ask yourself: Well, oh, wrong, wrong one. Stay on a minimalist path. So we talked about reducing the purchases. And the next thing when it comes to gifts is many people are not going to understand your lifestyle and what that means. So you're likely going to have to kind of educate them on what's going on in your mindset and, you know, the opportunity there, you know, educate them. You know, it might be that instead of getting things that you get gift cards and cash, you know, because you don't want necessarily physical things that are going to, ho- you know, hog up space inside of your your home and your life, your desk. You don't want that clutter in your life. Now, again, th- those are the uh, the ways, if you will, to be a minimalist. And I still think that all of these things somewhat apply to our life and our brain and what we have going on. So when we talk about decluttering, how do we declutter our brain? So decluttering our brain comes normally down to we got to get it out. And so how I get things out is through journaling. 
Um, I talk, you know, we've, I know we've talked about it a hundred times on here, but I really do recommend our Brodacious Journal. If you haven't had a chance yet, all you got to do is go over to our, our website. It's down in the description down below. That's www.abrodaciouslife.com. Subscribe to that newsletter and you'll get it for free. It's no biggie. You can download it. It's a PDF. You can print it from there. I downloaded into my iPad mini so I can just scribble scrabble with my Apple pencil and I can, I write my journal every day that way. First thing I do when I get to work in the morning, I spend 25 minutes and I just go through that list each day and it greatly, greatly helps how my day is going to break down. And again, it's about removing that clutter from my brain and then I'm just packing it onto a page. And it could be that the journal's not enough as far as like the daily tasks and things that are with it. You might need to like actually write down your your day at the end of the day, and that's perfectly fine as well. But you're wanting to remove that clutter. You know, we had that conversation with Renee Cavallari that was so great, the author of Head Trash. And again, our brains, we just hold on to all this information, and sometimes we need to just get it out of our brain and put it down on paper. And that removes it from there. It pulls all the clutter out, puts it down on this page. So I no longer have to worry about it. My brain doesn't have to function on it. I'm not wasting my brain that could be working on another project because it's storing that information. I now have those 30 gigabytes of information that I could be focusing on my work life, my personal life and whatever I have going on this podcast. And I, yeah, I just thought this was a great conversation. So again, my name is Jonathan Boyd. This is a Brodacious Life Podcast. Shout out to Dr. J. Looking forward to having him back on on Sunday. You'll hear that episode on Monday. And we are super proud that you're here. Make sure you hit that like. You hit that subscribe. Leave us a fun comment down in the, the comment section down below. We'd love to give you a shout out. Have some fun. You guys are fantastic. And we will see you next time on a brodacious thank you for listening to today's episode of a brodacious life we hope that you will like and subscribe to this show on whatever platform that you are listening to sign up for our newsletter at abrodaciouslife.com and follow us on instagram more importantly we hope that you spend your day with faith family freedom finance and fun and live brodaciously